0: Hey guys, today's episode is going to be an exciting one because we are talking about how to bring life to your marriage. Last week we touched on this in our episode and um, told you to be looking forward to this week and we've had all week to think about it and have even had a couple of people comment and say how excited they are um, to talk about this. So stay tuned.
1: Hello, folks. Welcome back to another episode of the Redeemed Marriage Podcast. This is Rusty and Heather Bryant, and we're glad to be back with you again this week. And we've got a really, really good topic. I'm a little bit nervous about this topic just because sometimes I feel like when you kind of give these steps or like a to-do list mm-hmm. that it sometimes come across, comes across as, hey, do these things and it'll fix your marriage. And people can listen to those things and they can come back and say, well, I did everything you said to do and it did not help my marriage. And, you know, so I, just, I don't know. Sometimes I just kind of shy away from, from those things. But I also know that we have listeners out there that they love – they, they love the steps. They love to hear, hey, give me some real life practical tips and examples of things that I can be doing yeah. in whatever situation of their marriage it might be. And today, the situation that we're going to be talking about is a follow-up from last week when we talked about how a lot of, there's a lot of people that stay in marriages that are lifeless marriages. And we talked about a lot of the reasons why people stay married um, and where we want to go today is where we want to talk about if somebody is in a marriage that's lifeless, they've chosen to stay in that marriage for different reasons. We want to be able to give some real practical ideas of things that you can do to move your marriage into a healthy and life-giving Marriage. Yeah.
0: And you know, I can also speak to the person who's thinking, well, this is great, but I'm the only one listening and my spouse needs to listen to this too. If you are one of the lucky ones that you're sitting and listening to this with your spouse, then both of y'all can take these words to heart. Or maybe your spouse listens on their own time and you listen on your own time and y'all can talk about it. But there's going to be a lot of people out there who you're the only one listening. And that's okay, because the only person you can control is you. You can't um, control your spouse, can't control what they're bringing to the marriage. And so just focus on what what your role is in the marriage and what you can do.
1: Yeah, and a lot of times when you lead by example, then your spouse will start to come along beside you. And if you're doing these things, then... It's got to make things better for your spouse. Your spouse is going to enjoy the fact that you're doing these things, and it may push them along to start kind of picking up some of the same habits. Yeah. So we've got a little bit of a list because you people out there that like a list, but we're not even going to tell you how many's on the list (laughs) because we can't, I can't go that far where I say top 10 list of things, because then you'll be like, I did all 10 of them or, or Hey, could flip the other way. And I could be like, you only did seven. We told you 10.
0: Or they might, they may cut us off after number three. Well, that's true. (laughs) So
1: you have no idea how many we're going to give and how long this is going to go. So let's get going. All right, so so we, uh, we discussed some of these, and some of them um, you kind of came up with, some of them I thought of. So we'll just kind of just throw them out there, yeah. and um, I'll let you get started.
0: Well, the number one um, thing that I think that you can do to bring life back to your marriage is to pray for your spouse.
1: All right, I'm going to jump in right here. Oh, because man, there did are, I start with the wrong no, one? No, <laughs> not at all, because there are people out there... That are gonna immediately go, oh, here we go. Like, that's the thing that's gonna fix my marriage is just praying for my marriage. And here's the thing I want you, I want all of you, no matter where you are in your faith journey, I want you to listen to what we're about to say here and don't tune us out just because we're saying something that some of you might think, no, 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 no. I just, I want you to give me some real practical ideas. This is one of those. So I want everybody to listen and go. (laughs) The
0: pressure. Well, I think that praying for your spouse is the number one important thing because it changes your heart. It changes your heart towards your spouse when you are praying for them. It is very, very hard to be mad at somebody or dislike somebody that you are actively praying for, Um, praying for their day, praying for them to be um, a good husband and a good wife. And I mean, a a good father, sorry, that's what I was trying to say, a good father or a mother or a good day at work, all of the things that you can pray for your spouse about. It's just really hard to dislike somebody that you're praying for.
1: Mm. No, I agree. And that was the first thing that was on my list too, when we kind of started talking about what was on our list. And what what we were really saying here is really start just I mean asking God to give you real love for your spouse and you know show you things that you can do um, to improve your marriage and to help your marriage and but like when like what Heather said when you're just genuinely praying for your spouse and And, you know, maybe it is some of it is, you know, that there's something in your spouse's heart that you just, you can't control it, but you know that God can help in that situation, and that's what you're praying about. And so here's the thing, you know, we're not even saying with this particular uh, tip, number one... This is number one. When we're not even saying, we're, this is not saying to you, pray with your spouse. Mm-hmm. We want you to pray with your spouse. We think that is an amazing thing to do. But we know that a lot of people that are listening to this podcast are not in a place where, like, if we said, number one, go pray with your spouse, you're thinking, I mean, you rolled your eyes already and you're like, there ain't no chance that my spouse mm-hmm. is praying with That's me. Right but you can pray for your spouse. Mm -hmm. And when we started talking about this and just the importance of, of growing closer together in your relationship with the Lord, there's so much to that. And recently we've been in some of our marriage coaching, we've been talking through some of that and we've just discovered that that's one of those things that people just don't understand at all, and that and it is something that they want to do, and they want to they want their um, relationship with the Lord to be a part of their marriage, and so. Here I am fixing to say, not that we're doing it next week, but really soon, (laughs) we're going to just talk about spiritual intimacy and how to grow together and have a godly marriage.
0: And a Christ-centered marriage. Mm
1: Christ-centered marriage. And we've done that before, bits and pieces, but we just think it's time to revisit that because so many people... Yeah. have asked us about it
0: yeah and you know in that same line if you don't mind me just kind of veering for a minute um you Is know it on the list I don't know because okay. um, you know I'm the forest person I don't have points in trees it's just the big picture <laughs> so when you when we talk about praying for your spouse along that it may be like literally the other side of the coin I don't know how you want to word it but it's praying for your heart towards your spouse. Because that is a big part of it. When you realize that your heart has bitterness towards them, or anger towards them, or jealousy towards them, or what else towards them, Mm. all of those things, all of those things that you might have towards your spouse, you can pray that God would help you Mm -hmm, with that mm -hmm. and change your heart Mm -hmm. because we, we have said so many times you cannot change your spouse, but you can change your hearts, your heart towards them. So, you know, through infidelity, like, Falling back in love with each other, we had to pray that God would change our hearts towards each other, that Rusty would see me the way that Christ sees me, and that I would see him the way that Christ sees him. And so, that I mean, I'm talking specific things. Like, you can pray to be attracted to your spouse. Mm. Like, that is not. I mean, I know that that's some some of you, the first time you've ever heard that, but you can do that if you've lost attraction for your spouse or if they've, you know, changed physically and you're just not physically attracted to them anymore. You can pray that God would change your heart towards that and change your eyes towards that and help them to see more of, help you to see more of their heart instead of their physical appearance. So there, I mean, that's just one example of a specific thing that you can pray pray for, um, for God to change your heart. Um, it could be how they parent or how they do their job or any of those things. You can pray that God would give you a correct um, picture of who they are instead of what the world has shaped sometimes our our mm. sight.
1: To see them through. I think that's good because I do think that when you say, when we say pray for your spouse, I think some people have in their mind, they've got this list, this laundry list of things they want to take to God and say, fix this Mm -hmm. about my spouse. And that's not what we're saying. We're actually saying it's more about your heart than their heart. So, all right, let's, let's move on. Let's go on to some, some other, uh, practical ways to bring life into your marriage. Um, and I'll, I'll, bring this one up. And and this one is uh, something that I just think fades over time is just communication. And, you know, we hear from lots of couples that have communication issues and so much of it, especially after you have children, it becomes everything's a business transaction mm-hmm. and every discussion is a get from point A to point B. And there's no just real talking and communication and, And, you know, we posted something today on social media where we said, you know, remember what you did when you were dating. And we listed a lot of things. And one of them was, I mean, can you remember just staying up until the stupid hours of the night Mm -hmm. just talking? And, like, for us, we had the landline phones, you know. (laughs) And we were still – but we were talking on the phone and, like – no i mean once you get married and you get into this rut it that kind of communication goes away but when you were dating you were talking about your dreams you were talking about when you wanted to get married yeah. and you know future family and and like you think that once you get married that all that just kind of goes away because then you're just stuck doing life with this roommate and so much of that has to do with communication and talking about you're still talking about your dreams and you're still talking about the future. And I mean, this is the person that you're going to spend the rest of your life with. So, you know, finding time for daily communication, we know it's hard. We have been in every season of Mm -hmm. life. And so we know, you know, taking kids here and there and having multiple kids in different places. Oh yeah. And just being exhausted. And when they go to sleep, you just want to go to sleep. But Just finding time in that season of your life to steal away enough moments, you know, throughout the day or one time during Mm -hmm. the day. We've gotten in a habit of as soon as we get home in the afternoons, we sit on the back porch for a little bit and we just kind of talk about some things. And it's just a good kind of a checkup time. And, you know, sometimes there's some business type stuff mixed in there, but most of the time we're just kind of talking and so, um, I would just encourage encourage you to do that. We had some great comments on that on that social post, anyway. And we I remember reading one that said um, something something like, "Well, we, me and my husband stayed up till three o'clock in the morning talking, and it was so worth it. I'm exhausted today, yeah. but I was like, that's just that's just awesome. So yep, yep. so and find it, time to communicate,
0: and it has to be more than just the grocery list or yeah. who's picking up the kids or how you're getting. To that, to from here to there, and I think that those are the easier transactional
1: things yeah. throughout the day.
0: But it's just being purposeful in um, in trying to make sure that that it's deeper
1: and and don't mistake the business. Uh, conversations for real conversation Mm -hmm. because I think that we can easily fall into that trap where we go, well, we talk, we, we do talk, we talk all the time because Mm -hmm. you told me what time I have to pick this person up and what time I have to be here and what we're having for dinner and what to pick up at the grocery. And that's not coming. I mean, that's great, but that's yeah. not communication. Mm-hmm. If you well, there are with...
0: some couples that don't even have that communication. Well, that's true.
1: <laughs> Let's make sure we get that on point, too. <laughs>
0: so, I mean, it's good that you have that communication, but it also has to be more. But then it also doesn't have to be a deep philosophical. Philo- right. philo-
1: time Philosophical. Yeah. Every time you talk. Every time you talk. Oh. It's just
0: it, like check in. How's your heart? How yeah. you doing? How you feeling? Those type of conversations. Yeah, so, yeah. they yep. can be fun. Mm-hmm. And it's important to do that kind of throughout the day as well. Just kind of check-ins, you know? You going there next? I am. All right, that's because, the next one. Yeah. Number three.
1: Are we labeling <laughs> oh. <laughs> these? No, we are not. <laughs> this is this just
0: the, This is 2A. This, this is the forest of communication. <laughs>
1: All right, go ahead. Yeah, so
0: just um, throughout the day communication, like thinking about you. Um, and, I mean, but then you're not getting on to your spouse if they don't text you during the day either. Like, mm, I hadn't heard from you today. You know, I mean, it's just trying to be purposeful and be encouraging, thinking about you, hoping your day's going great. Um, you know, what do you want to do for supper? Just a little bit of communication so it's not like, goodbye, I'm leaving for work. Hello, I'm home. And you have no idea how the day has gone or the heartbeat at all of, the, of well, your spouse. And
1: here's a great add-on to that. If something happens at work, or wherever you are, you know, if you're a stay-at-home mom or uh, dad or whatever, if something happens during your day, instead of running to somebody else to share that story Mm -hmm. with, a friend or whatever, and it's fine. It's great to have friends. But run to your spouse and tell your spouse. And you may be sitting there thinking, oh, they don't care. They're busy. They don't want to hear that. Try it. I'm just saying try it. Because Mm -hmm. if, again, when you were dating that's who you turn to mm-hmm. whenever you were wanting to share something that happened about your day. So you don't even have to wait until you get home. Shoot them a text. Tell them something. Tell them something funny that happened. And don't run to somebody else all the time. Run to your spouse.
0: Yep. I like that one. Kay? Okay. 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 Um, What you got? Well, I'm not sitting in front of the the list, but I have one that I'm really passionate about. You want me to go there?
1: Yeah, is it on my list? I don't know. I might stop you. So
0: I want to talk about um, doing things for yourself that give you life, Mm -hmm. because that can bring life to your marriage, but then also making room for your spouse to make sure you help your spouse have time to do things that bring them life. So, is that two different points? No. Okay, good. So, it is very, very important that you do things that that are life giving to you. We all have have those things. It could be going for a walk. It could be hunting. It could be playing golf. It could be going to bar. Not the bar, but <laughs> Not that's the bar. But that's my form of exercise. Um, besides walking is. Bart and um, it could you know go into the gym, whatever it is that brings life to you, it could be going and having coffee with a friend. Or going to a Bible study, you know, like I I think it's important for women to study the word together. And if, you know, if that's something that brings you life, you make sure you're doing that because when your life is being filled and fueled by things that bring you joy, then you're going to bring that same joy into your marriage. Mm. And with that being said, you have to help, especially if you have toddlers or um, if you run a taxi service for your children, mm. you have to be able to help your spouse figure out that time as well. I think it's really tempting to say, oh, well, I just don't have time to do that. But if, you, if it is something that brings you joy, and I'm not saying do it every day, but if let's just use the example of bar because that's what I know. If that is something that I know brings me life, makes me feel healthier, makes me feel stronger, then it should be important, important to you That I do that. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, you would say, which you don't have to do this, this in our stage of life, but you could say, hey, on Tuesday and Thursday, um, let me um, watch the kiddos after work. I'll get dinner started, whatever. And you go and enjoy that because you know that if I go and do that, I'm going to have a better version of myself to give to you. Mm -hmm. And if not, then I'm going to get frustrated. I'm not going to have an outlet, you know, all of those things that come along with that. So it's important to take care of yourself and to do things that bring you life and joy so that that can carry over into your marriage and also to help your spouse achieve the same thing.
1: And real life example, that actually happened today because I was texting, texting you which, again, that's staying in communication mm-hmm. throughout mm-hmm. the day. This was a little bit more of a business-related thing, but um, it was a reminder of we needed to do this, the A, B, C, and D mm-hmm. tonight. And I even said, you know, if we need to put something off so that you can go to bar, right. then we can do that. Right. And you were like, no, let's do And I think I even said, are you sure? Right. Because we can move some stuff around. Mm-hmm. And so that's just an example of us working together to try to figure out, you know, how to give space to each other to, to be able to do life giving things. And again, like you said, it's not taking advantage of that stuff, Mm -hmm. but it's just being able to, um, you know, be healthy, for yourself, yeah. whatever that means. It's
0: not going hunting or golfing all day on a Saturday every day and saying Heather and Rusty said we need to do things that bring yeah. us life. <laughs> you know, I mean like you got you can't take that for granted and right. and use that. But then also do things that bring you life together. You know, I mean, go for walks together. Your transitions are just
1: spot on. No, not sorry. Okay, good. Perfect. You didn't even mean to, and you're just going straight into the next one. Go. You're just crushing it. Now go. Sorry, I mean, do
0: things like that together. And I think I'm the one that said we needed to talk about this last week. So you can tell it's because I'm passionate about it. But do you know, like, get your spouse to go hunting with you one time, or drive the golf cart, or um, y'all go for walks together you know, just be purposeful in your time together. And I'm not saying you have to do everything together. Also, that gets annoying. But if there are things that you want to invite your spouse into just every now and then Mm -hmm. to experience that together, that's a super fun way to stay connected.
1: Well, I think when you said, I, I, I would imagine that when you said that, hey, you know, invite your spouse to go golfing with you or go hunting with you or, you know, whatever. There are people that rolled their eyes Mm -hmm. and they were like, oh, they would never. Oh, that would be terrible. I'm just saying, try it. Like, you have no idea. And if you try it one time and both of you are like, well, that wasn't really all that fun, (laughs) then you don't ever have to do that again. But I do think doing something fun together adds life to your marriage. And again... I, I, you know, I keep going back to this, and I think it's because I was thinking about it today uh, when we posted that on social media, but, you know... I've heard a sermon before where it says, if you want to get back to where you were, you have to do the things you used to do. And again, we're not saying to go back to where you were, because some of you don't need to be where you were. (laughs) But um, the things that you were doing as you were dating, those are the things that you need to remember, hey, that's what brought us together. And so much of it was just finding fun things to do together. I mean, if you think back to the fun stuff that you did while you were dating, and then now go, have we ever even done that again? Or when's the last time we actually did that? And again, I know life gets in the way. But I'm just saying, the stuff that makes you laugh, that brings you joy, that you know you can just have a great time doing. I was looking back through pictures today in, our, um, in my photos, and, and I found the pic. I found pictures of us when we went to Colorado last month. And the best pictures and the best videos were at the zoo. <laughs> we went to the zoo without children, mm-hmm. and we had a blast. We have a- we have a couple that we're uh, coaching that have ki- their kids are gone. They're out mm-hmm. of the house. And this past weekend, they went to a zoo. Yeah. And they talked about how much fun it was. And I was like. Yes, that's what marriages need to do is find and have fun together. And I've got great videos of you feeding the giraffe and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it was, we had such a great time. And so, and then we got on e-bikes and we rode around and I mean, we just had a great time. And so it's just finding time to have fun together.
0: Yep. I hope I don't get in trouble for this, but I, and you can tell by now if you're listening that we are recording this a few days early because um, we are going to be out of town and so today when that post came out I took a screenshot of it and sent it to our youngest and his girlfriend because it was about dating and they both laughed at, you know ha ha on it but then they both said dating is the best like both of them were like it's the best it's you know because it was so it's so much fun yeah. and so to be able to bring that joy back into a marriage is something special, I think.
1: Yeah, and again, we know y'all don't—this comes out on Monday of every week, and so you'll have to go back a few posts if you want to find that somewhere (laughs) on Facebook. Um, But hey, if you don't want to miss that stuff, you need to make sure you follow us on all our social media. Um. All right. Uh, I know there's a, there's at least a couple of more that we're gonna have to go through kind of fast. Okay. Let me do this. Let me do one, and then you you do the last one. Okay. Um. But this one, I mean, this kind of just sums a lot of it up. But it's just being a team together, and we've talked we talk a lot about me becoming we, and this one is one where, you know. There's a lot of you that you have your own responsibilities and things that you do and things that and and you, and the other spouse just kind of checks out whenever it's time to do those things. And so what we want to encourage you to do is be a team in all this stuff. So you know if if you're like I don't have, we don't have time to talk or communicate. Well, you know what? You got to do dishes. So do the dishes. Do them together. And spend some time talking and just be a team. Same with folding clothes. You know, every if you're like us, you're folding clothes and it's never ending. And so do those things together, but do it so that you're helping each other. But also it's time that you can actually talk and spend time, um, you know, communicating together. So just in everything that you do, I mean, be a team as you're taking care of the kids and just as much as you can move from me to we.
0: It's a good word right there. Right. Okay. I think the last one on our list was physical intimacy, right? Yep. Um, so thanks for throwing that my um, way. Yep. <laughs> but um, like well, it or not. I n- can't
1: do it because then people go, oh, okay. Yeah, the so male like it talk. or
0: not, physical Im- intimacy is a barometer of how well your marriage is doing. Mm. And, the, and that, like, There's research behind that, and it's just truth. Mm. And for some people, that's like a, ooh, because we only are intimate twice a year or, you know. But but just—and I'm not just talking about the sexual act. Right. I am talking about little things of physical touch— That is just so, so important. It shows that you are valued. It shows that you are loved when your spouse just comes up and hugs you or gives you a peck on the cheek or on the forehead. Or I love, like, I absolutely love when Rusty kisses me on the cheek or their forehead because it's not like, hey, I'm trying to do something. I just want you to know that I love you and I care about you. Um, it's popping popping me on the hiney when I'm cooking or washing dishes or whatever. Um, you know, it's just the little intentional touches that are reminders that you're loved and that you're valued. And of course, having sex is part of that. And that needs to be a very um, intentional part of, of marriage as well. Um, and we could do a whole... We have done podcasts on physical intimacy before, but that is definitely a way to bring life back into your marriage. Oh,
1: absolutely. And I think that was great the way that you even said it because there are people out there that they can't be physically intimate in the ways that maybe they used to because sure. of different health issues and things like that but there are still ways to connect physically and for those that are able then yeah i mean you said it it's a it's a barometer and again we're not we're not here to say this is how many times a That's week right. you should you know that kind of thing it is not that because every couple's different. Mm -hmm. And what brings you close to your spouse is what needs to be taking place. And so, um, so yeah, we're not going to sit here and give you a list like we just did. Uh, You have no idea. If anybody out there knows how many things (laughs) we just said, we don't know how many, we we don't have any idea how many things we just Mm -hmm. said. No, but these are just some great, look, Every one of these things, I think it's something that you could actually do, like, right now. That's like, right. none of these are things that you have to sit down and, and make this big elaborate plan mm-hmm. for. These are just ways that you bring life into your marriage today, right now. So we want to encourage you, get, get one, two, three, four... All of these, 15. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many there were. Do them all. Start them all now. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening. We are so glad that you took 30 minutes of your life um, to listen and to try to improve your marriage. And we hope that some of these tips will really work out for you and grow you closer to your spouse. So we'll see you guys next time.